Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um, I'm hanging out with Jamie Ryder. We are having a really good day. Um, and we are talking about, we're continuing on the season of sexual assault. Um, I'm looking forward to this episode. This is probably the episode that I want to talk to you the most about. Um, and it was great when we were doing our pre This is the I haven't topic. read your notes. No, this is the topic <laughs> <laughs> that has the most in it. Right. Which is, I think I'm going to have lots of questions. Is this help? Uh, this is help. Yeah. Yes. So yep. we're talking about sexual assault um, and we're talking about getting help. Absolutely. So first, let's start off with the the trigger warning. So anyone um, that um, is feeling uneasy, doesn't think that they can actually, um, you know, this may not be the right time for you to listen to this sort of content. Please, um, you know, pause it, stop it, um, go for a walk, change your physical state, practice gratitude, um, and get yourself in the right headspace to, to work through this. There is great information here, so we do encourage it. If at any point in the time during the podcast you do get triggered, please, um, please just stop the podcast. Please reach out. You can go to my website, jamierider.com.au. I do have a helpline page there for certain countries. Um, so please just don't hold it in. Please talk to someone. Or alternatively, um, a really good strategy could be that you want to listen to this podcast and you might wait and listen to it with a friend you know, or with a support person. That could be another great idea. So that's the first thing I want to cover off on. The second thing is for each episode, I'm just going to touch on what is the definition of sexual assault. We do cover that off in um, season three, episode one. Um, but sexual, sexual assault is an act in which a person uh, intentionally sexually touches another person without that person's consent or coerces or physically forces a person to engage in a sexual act against their will. Awesome. Okay, so so Jamie. that is the definition. Consent. There is only one way you can give consent, and that is to say yes. That is episode two. Help. Speak to me, Rob. Okay. The so, great man. <laughs> no. Okay. So I've got my questions. When do you seek help? What does it look like? There's with the types of help out there, and also how can we help change society's. Well, how can we help change the listener's perspective on um, rape culture? Um, so, uh, yeah, how would I define that? So how do you change? How do you help society change its thoughts on sexual assault? Awesome topic. So, um, yeah, the first one. Uh, when do you seek help after being sexually assaulted? <sighs> Immediately. See, that just doesn't seem practical to me because most people aren't going to do that, are they? That wasn't the question, though. That's okay. what I love about it. <laughs> okay. All right? Yeah. So, completely understand that under that traumatic situation, there is a high probability that you're not going to want to tell anyone. Mm. Why? Because at that point in time, if you're not wanting to talk about it, there's a few things. One, you're either going to think you're going to get in trouble. B... Um, you're feeling guilt, you're feeling shame, um, and all these type of emotions. And you're actually taking on blame. And it was not your fault. We've, we, we run through this in the first two episodes. The only way someone can touch you is if they had consent. Freezing, not fighting back, is not consent 
recognize this. It is not your fault. Don't add to that story. Don't tell me what you were wearing or what time it was or that you were drinking or that you let him on or or you let her on or whatever it may be. None of that is relevant. If you didn't give consent, it was not your fault you were sexually assaulted. So let's remember that. So why do I say come forward? Because the sooner you come forward, the sooner you can get help. There are so many moving parts to work through a sexual assault. And the sooner you start addressing it, the sooner you can start putting things in place to recover. Okay, so can you bring out more of the reasons why you should do it immediately? Can you just elaborate on that, please? There's a a few things. A, you've got the physical component. The sooner you come forward, the more evidence you can actually build against Uh, the perpetrator. Yeah. So there is that part. There's a physical component of how much damage has been done to you that needs to be addressed. Okay. And we need, you don't need to be, um, you could be internally bleeding, right? Depending on the level of the assault and for trigger reasons, I'm not going to push too far into that. Yeah. Um, But there, there are other reasons that, that, aren't superficial. Okay. So from a medical reason, physically is the absolute least problematic part of a sexual assault because it is mental and emotional. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because the there's just longer term effects because you keep reflecting on it and then you make stories up. Right. And what is the one way to create a long lasting memory? Go through a traumatic experience. Is that what you mean? And- and relive it. And attach an emotion to it. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. So you've gone through a traumatic event. You are now attaching emotions to it. And your story starts now. What are you What are you adding to your story right now that is going to amplify by a hundred times because you're holding on to it? The reality is suppression is not an answer and it does not work the pain does not go away because you ignore it so the sooner you can come forward now i completely understand what i'm asking you to do here and it's taking you so far out of your comfort zone and it can be completely painful but it's about finding the right people to talk to to move forward. And this is what's going to help with the process. So it's critical to do that. And yes, this is the hardest thing that you're ever going to do. I get that. I understand it. Um, and I'm here for you. But you, you need to come forward. So the sooner the better. Now, there's so many people that, that, that haven't come through for, you know, one day, three days, a week, a month, 10 years, 20 years. But they, when they do start talking about it, they've held the trauma for that long. They've attached emotions to the story. They've added to their story. They've held blame. They've lost self-worth. They've lost self-respect. They've lost self-trust. Mm. Right? They've lost relationships. Mm. Right? They've lost jobs. They've lost ambition. They've lost careers. They've lost years of their life. The most valued commodity we have, the most valuable commodity that we actually have in this world is time. Right? It's don't waste time holding on to this. And there is a better way. One of the issues is there are so 
many bad strategies in dealing with this. Mm, okay. Can we, can we, I actually want to dive into that, the bad strategies and call them out because um, I'm curious to know what they are. Sure. Um, but I, I kind of want to touch on, um, you say come out immediately, but I know realistically if, if I go through something that's traumatic, I want time to process it and put a little strategy in place so, you know, I can deal with it maybe in a, a day or a week. Um, is that something that's more of a realistic uh, approach where what kind of mini strategy can you put in so that you can start getting help? In- the mini mini <clears throat> the mini strategy. Like, is, that, is that the right approach? Well, to come forward immediately. So the first thing, the first thing after a sexual assault is this. Make sure you're safe. Okay. So safety, your safety, your physical safety is the first thing that you have to address. Yeah. So get yourself in a place where you're physically safe. Right. Part of that is potentially going to the hospital. Okay. Right. And you really need to do that soon. You really need to do that. Yeah. Right. Because you don't. Now, 80% of sexual assaults are from those that we know. 80% is horrific, mm. but that's about the stat. Right. Mm. And I might be a few percent out here or there, but it's about that and depend what country and all that sort of stuff. But, um, but you need to go and get medical help straight away. Then you need to, you need to, as I say, you need to talk to someone, right? You need to talk to someone and you need to get confidential help, right? And one of the breakdowns, um, is, is that at this point, you're going to start it when you don't, you'll stop trusting yourself because your intuition is going to tell you, you, you need to be talking to someone right now. The voices in your head may be telling you otherwise. Mm. Right, and you got to trust yourself. It's so critical um, that you trust yourself. Um, and remember, and from that instant, tell yourself it was not your fault. So this is where the help goes wrong, because they go for help, and this is what every—I'm going to say woman, but any person that has suffered from a sexual assault suffers is that first line of questioning and that first line of questioning is horrific so one of the things that's really handy is to actually know your rights oh i like that Hmm. Uh, okay so part of the education process this is where our schools are failing us you know and and any teachers out there i'm not having a crack at you you do an amazing job but it's the, the entire school system um i actually saw a post today um, digressing a little bit in relation to that, yeah. where they showed a picture of a phone 100 years ago and a picture of a phone now. They showed a picture of um, how we got around 100 years ago and how we get around now. They showed a picture of a school 200 years ago and they showed a picture of a school <laughs> today. No different. Uh, yeah, yep. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah. this is part of teacher's frustration too. So, yeah. And they do an incredible job with what they have to do. But the reality is you've got to know your rights. Find out what your rights are. Go to your local thing. Educate yourself. Where, where can you on go? what your rights like are. Pragmatic- Everything's on the internet. Okay. Everything is on the internet. You know, go to the Law Institute of, of your area, but understand your rights um, because this is prevalent. And then it's something that, you know, I look at it and go, we need to educate it in our families. We need to educate it within our workplaces, you know, to know your rights when you've gone through something like this, because you've got to remember, and this is this is the thing that really fucks our culture, right? Everything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law, right? And then they start asking you shit questions that lead people right, to start doubting themselves 
And this is where they start blaming themselves. Right. So one of the questions was, you know, what time was it? What were you wearing? Have you drunk? All questions suggesting at what level of fault should you take? Mm. Fuck you, man. Mm. Mm. None of that's relevant. Mm. None of that's relevant. So it's at this early point in time where they're getting programmed to accept a level of fault. You know, I did a video um, not so long ago, um, reaching out to those at Files. One massive engagement. Most people saying, I still I still blame myself, I still blame myself, I still blame myself, I still blame myself. Yeah. It's horrific. So we've gone through that process. <clears throat> it's like you seek medical help. You try and talk to someone as soon as possible because there's an inner voice that knows. It. Well, you, you try and talk to someone as soon as possible. Then it's very helpful, very helpful to know your rights. Very helpful. And because you're going to get asked those questions when you get to the hospital, and then what, what happens after that? Like, what, what's the time frame? Because we remember, we're, we're trying to get them to do this as soon as possible. We are getting to, to do them. To, you know, one of the things I say in, that, in, in that, that environment, you know, before you talk to anyone, the smartest thing I think you can do before you talk to anyone, you're already, you, you know, if, if you've taken yourself to hospital, you've been taken to hospital, surround yourself with someone that you trust ex- with everything. Mm, mm. Right, and use them as a bit of a voice piece, because you're going to be in such an emotional state. Right, filter things through them. Mm-hmm. Right, and sometimes you're better off going. Listen, at this point in time, I choose to hold what I say until I know I'm speaking to the right person. I like that. I really like that. Right. Yeah. Don't think just because they're there helping you and taking your temperature and they're oh you poor thing, right. That they're on your side. And mm. this is the horrible thing. And, and yeah, they probably are. But sometimes they're questioning them what they're going to come. Everything you say can and you will be used against you in a court of law. Mm. Right? So we do have to be a bit careful about that. Yeah. And they are not. There's, you see, this is the issue. A lot of the people that are going to come and do the questions have been trained to do this. A small percentage of them are any good at it. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like people who learn to be teachers. Um, not everyone's a natural teacher and Correct. it takes time to learn that. 100%. Yeah. So it's exactly the same as the work you do. Not everyone's very good at it. Absolutely. Doing- and this is like you, you talk about like fuck therapy podcast. Are you against therapists? It's like, no, 100% not. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of shit ones out there. Yeah. There's a lot of amazing ones too. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We've gone to, we've gone to get medical help. Um, we've talked to someone. We know our rights. We, we've been prepared for the conversation that we're going to have with whoever it is. We've learnt that we need to bring someone because that's very helpful. And we've learnt that not everyone's going to be as helpful as we think they are, even though they're in a professional setting. Yes. Um, hopefully this is done in, in a, I don't know, in a day or two after the events happened. Yep. Um, what's, what's next? What's next? Well, then, then it is a form of um, the, the number one thing is continue your physical safety. Mm. So there's so many variables to that. And again, because of trigger warnings, I don't want to go into it. Yeah. But it's you have to continue your safety. Uh, can we not do some examples? Like, is there anything? Well, we can, you know, and we're talking about, you know, if it's someone you know, they are now wanting to um, this not to be out in the open. The person who assaulted you? This person, the okay. perpetrator. Yep. yep. Right? So, we've got to keep ourselves safe. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, now, if that was a date and it was someone you knew, um, if it was a family member, 
if it was your partner, a husband, a wife, right? Your mum, your dad. They're not going to want this getting out. So you have to maintain your safety. So it's about that support person is so critical. But how, how do they do that to people? It's so variable. What's like a good pragmatic way? So variable. Um, one of the best ways is to either, you know, A, get someone around you that, that like a friend. I mean, I think like change location right? would be the first thing. It's one of those things where that's not always possible. Some of these women have children. Ah, uh, okay. Right? Yeah. So the variables to this, you know, are incredible. Yeah, right. You know, I need to go back in and protect my children. Yeah, okay. Right? That is significant. Yeah. Mm. So it's not always a case of, you know, it was my boss. It was, you know, it was that date. It was a parent. So many variables, right? Um, so, so the individual strategy that it, it, it's then seek advice, then seek advice because one of the things it's hunt a reputable person to talk to, right? Someone that you can trust. And then there are strategies on the website. There's a whole host of different places that will actually help you navigate this, this, this situation. So like the sexual assault helpline, a sexual there's, assault facility. There's sexual assault helplines. There, there's facilities that will help relocate you. There's domestic violence situations. You know, um, they're all charitable enterprises that will help you in these areas. Yeah. Right. Um, some are very good. Some aren't so good. Um, you know, we're talking globally here, so it could be a whole host of things. Mm. Uh, but a strategy need, needs to be put in place. And then, th- then it's about following that strategy. Uh, and staying true to yourself and not adding to the tr- the story that you're telling yourself because n- the biggest thing that I deal with is the psychological damage. I talk to, you know, I've t- uh, thousands of women that have suffered from sexual assault. Very few of them ever tell me ab- about the physical damage that they suffered more than once. Very few of them tell you about the physical damage they suffered more than once. So, for argument's sake, and I'm just going to be um, off topic here, but, um, you know, I had some vaginal bleeding. Full stop. Right? Let's not get any worse than that. Okay. Right? They'll tell me that the first time. Okay. Doesn't come up again. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. I had some anal bleeding. Doesn't come up again. The psychological trauma. The fact that they blame themselves, the fact that they've lost self-worth, the fact that they've lost self-respect, the right. fact that they've lost self, you know, that they've lost motivation, they've lost inspiration, yeah. you know, th- that they're not the same person, that they've lost themselves. Mm. That is what we talk about time and time and time and time again. The physical component of it is at the time, of course, front and center, get it. You know, they've been absolutely violated um, and it's horrific. But it's what it does psychologically that causes all the damage. And hence why I say, as soon as you can. Now, if you're hearing this podcast, you know, and you haven't come forward for 10 years, that's okay. I'd love to encourage you to start coming forward for nothing more than for you. I'm not saying you've got to go legal. I'm not saying any of those sorts of things necessarily. What I am saying is for you, for your mental health, for your sanity, for your future, and the reality is there is a way. I work with women all the time and help them through this. There is a way. There's plenty of people, good people that can navigate these waters mm. and you can bounce back. You know, so many times I get told that I'm too far gone. It's too late for me. 
The reality is, and I challenge anyone listening now, if you were talking, if I came up to you and said, I have a woman, and and, and I told you that her story was identical to yours, would you say to her, give up? Would you say to her it was her fault? No. Not one single person that has suffered from this would ever do that. Because any time I do a post and I go, I have someone suffering, I need your help, bang, they're all in to help. Tell them it's not your fault. Everyone that believes it's their fault, tell the other person that it's not their fault because Mm. they know it's not their fault. Mm. Mm. But they tend to change the story and the rules when they then talk about themselves. And it is so heartbreaking to see that level of rule changing does not actually exist. And that's why it's super important. Super important because you've attached a physical event to emotion that then creates the memory. Yeah. And it's super important. That's why you need to get help immediately. Immediately. As or soon as possible. As soon as possible. Yeah. For anyone that's that this has been and gone. Yeah. As soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So whenever I'm working with women that have suffered from sexual assault, I, I actually give them a lot of work to do. Right, it's about shifting their perspective. Mm. It's about understanding the event from a different perspective, and most people can't do that. And most people haven't been taught how to shift a perspective, not from the first, the second, but into the fourth perspective, mm. so you can actually see it completely and utterly different, and then shift focus. And it's so important. It's not your fault. 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 And it never fucking was. Mm. It never ever was your fault. You didn't give consent. Go listen to the podcast on consent. You didn't give consent. It doesn't matter what you wore. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what time it was. It doesn't matter if you drunk. It doesn't matter if you did drugs. It doesn't matter if 10 minutes before you said yes. It doesn't matter if 30 seconds before you said yes. Doesn't matter. You didn't give consent. Freezing is a natural response to increased stress levels. So the fact that you didn't move, the fact that you froze, the fact that you didn't fight, the fact that you just lay there does not make it your fault. It's a natural response, a natural response. I thought I should have done more. I wish I had a... Does it matter? That doesn't change the consent. You didn't give consent. It wasn't your fault. To any person listening that thinks they can put the will of theirs over another human being, you're wrong. And it is rape. It is sexual assault if you do that. Now, if I have triggered anyone in that last statement, please change your physical state, right? Practice gratitude. Talk to a friend. Talk to a helpline. The reason you are incredible You are amazing. You are awesome. And you are worth it. The things that you are feeling is valid, but it was not your fault. Stay strong.